Do you know what mutants are? Would anyone like to share their first time? Rain? I was 13. I thought it was a dream. I just lost control. Sam? I started panicking. People got hurt. Roberto? My girlfriend had burned her. Eliana? I killed 18 men. One by one. A.K.A. the Demon Armadillo, uh, with my co-host. Uh, this is Eli, A.K.A. Billy Bearclaw, <laughs> and I don't mean the donut. I mean like an actual bear claw. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, because you started making me hungry for a second, you know. Uh, yeah, and we're back with another episode, and I hope everybody's doing okay in quarantine land. It is this is this is a weird time. This is when we look back on this, or when our the next generation look back on this, they will remember this time. We'll be taught in history books and all stuff like that, but we're toughing through it. We're going through the best we can, and we're here to entertain you. I know it's a lot of weird shit going on right now, and people, you know, stress levels are down and morale is down, but we're here to cheer you up and ourselves up too. Shit. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is therapeutic for us. Uh, so Eli, we we got to start off with with the death because I know we had a uh a, a certain death that happened. I'm, I'm gonna let you talk about that one. Yeah, this uh, this is a legend. A legend has passed. Mort Drucker, um, one of the main artists on Mad Magazine. He did all the caricatures, did all those, a lot of covers, did a lot of the uh, the movie parodies and the Mad Magazines back in the day. He passed away, 91. Uh, not from the coronavirus. He died of natural cause. He was just old, <laughs> 91 <laughs> years old. But he, very influential artist. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I used to have a stack of Mad magazines as a kid. Um, I, you know, I think I got most of my charming personality from Mad magazine. <laughs> <laughs> it raised a generation. Yeah, um, but yeah, he did. He did all the the movie the movie parodies. The you know the the Empire Strikes Out. You know. Uh, indie banana jones and the temple of goons you know all those mad movie parodies and you know he he just he could draw those caricatures and um so yeah i mean he he also he i guess he drew a a time magazine cover during the watergate trial that is now in like the smithsonian or something that's not not just a mad magazine like an actual time magazine yeah time magazine like it was a cover of time and it was during Watergate, so he drew like, you know, uh, what the hell's his name? Nixon and, you know, all those all those people involved in Bernstein that. Bernstein and yeah. All yeah, all, yeah, all oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, legend. Legends ever die, but yeah, so uh yeah, rest in peace, Mort. 
Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, I, I also read Mad Magazine growing up. Also, I remember a few of those. There a lot of Batman parodies in there. Also, because you know, Mad Magazine was owned by Warner Brothers, which technically was DC, so they could just do like DC characters just all day long. You know. Yeah, I remember he drew Batman like the little tiny, like a right. little tiny fat dude, and Robin was big, tall, and skinny and shit. And, or that might have been Don Martin though, because <laughs> Don Martin, Don Martin was that other artist who did the, um, like you know, one day on the street corner or whatever. He had those, you know, and those characters, you know, with the big noses and the big eyes and, you know, but, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mad Magazine was, was great. You know, I, yeah, religiously, you know, like my comic books for a while, you know, I was uh, every month. Oh, Hey, Mad, Mad, new Mad Magazine, you know, <laughs> right on the newsstand. So. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, and while we're still talking about sad news, we I guess we do have to talk about COVID nineteen for a split second. Um, yeah, we're number one in cases and death right now in the world. And oh, climate. United States. Yeah. yeah. So just that quick, that's how fast things are moving right now, Eli. Because it wasn't that case last week when we did this podcast. No, it's we had so, the most cases, but now we've. Yeah, we're Surpassed. most deaths also, yeah. Like, yeah. cases, we're, like, way above everybody else. But death, we just passed death. In. I think Italy had the top, we just passed Italy. Uh, so, yeah, and they're saying it's just going to get worse because, like I said, it takes about two weeks for the virus to, like, really catch your symptoms. So they probably, like, the peak of it or, like, it's really going to hit in, like, the next two weeks from now. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah. uh, to brighten everybody's new, uh, mood up, since we had to bring it, I want to get that out the way first so we can move on to the fun stuff. Because, uh, Eli, have you gotten any word about your Rony check yet? No. No, I haven't. I think mine is coming um, next week. I, I don't think I'm going to – well, I might get a piece of it. Well, first of all, I haven't filed my taxes yet. Well, okay, ba- okay. But have you baby, filed the year before? I did. But the You're baby good. mama, she, she, she claimed the kids, so I forget how that works. I don't know. We'll see. I don't, I don't we'll know how it works. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think about when I get my Rony check. Uh, cause I also got my taxes back also, so I'm gonna get them all at the same time. So I'm thinking like, what tiger should I buy? You know, what kind of type of tiger? <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, I got it. I'm, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a panther. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm kind of one of the few people that are lucky that I've, I'm still kind of working and still I got an income. So, um, yeah, cause unemployment I'm, is I'm, through I'm, the roof right now. Yeah, I, I'm kind of, I'm yeah, I, I don't know what I'm really, you know, I, I kind of feel like I don't, I kind of feel like I don't really need it, so I'm, I haven't really like you know, <laughs> looked into it that much, you know what I'm right. saying? I mean, I, I don't need it right now either, but I like to have now because I don't know what might happen. You don't know what might happen at the end of this month or next week yeah. or anything, you know, because yeah, things are so weird right now. Yeah, so, so yeah, I haven't really put much thought into what I'm going to, like, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, what, I mean, I can't go anywhere, so <laughs> I can do much, you know what I mean? Right, you're getting all this money and everything's closed, so you can't get anything. Yeah, so. yeah I could sure, I'd sure like to, you know, get a new drum set or something, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, that, I can't go practice, so, you know what Right, I mean? you know? <laughs> and plus that's the non-essential business, so. Yeah, you know what I mean? I can't, yeah, so it's like, eh, you know, what am I do? Buy more toys i don't know i don't yeah. even really have much toys either yeah and hopefully because <laughs> we just remember today is easter oh yeah yeah and for some reason some states not all states but some states have classified churches as essential businesses how i don't really know so in some states and mississippi is one of them you can't stop people to go to church so if they want to go to church and have open service as many people they want they can do that 
Cool. Oh. Tax the shit out of them then. Yeah, if they're a business, tax the shit out of them. Well, they're not. That's why they have so many churches because they're not taxable. Mm-hmm. So that's. But if they're a business and they're open, then, you know, hey. You think they should, but that's, I guess that's not how it works. I don't know. But yeah, so I'm hoping the cases don't climb past that because you got all these people locked into places right now. And then they go to other places and talk to the people and can and, and infect other people. Because I heard this story. I don't know if it's true or not. Maybe it is true. A story about a few weeks ago about people went to a funeral for somebody. Two people there had the coronavirus. Other people caught it. Some people died from it. I think the pastor, even they, they tried to tell the pastor like not to have the funeral because of what's going on. He did it anyway and everybody got infected. So I don't know if that's true or not, but, you know, that's some kind of weird stories you're going to get right now. Um... Move on to something fun because I had to get that bullshit out the way first. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, don't worry. I, I, I don't even. I haven't watched the news in like four days. So I, it's I all it is the same thing. That's all it is. Like, just tell me what I need to know. Can I right. leave my house? Okay, cool. Then I don't care. <laughs> right. It's, a, it's like it's not a Saturday. Every day is the same day as Saturday. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you telling me this shit is the first shit I'm news I've heard in a week. Like, <laughs> They're like, has the zombie apocalypse started yet? Has COVID twenty started yet? You know, you got a vaccine yet? Nope. Okay. Nope. I don't... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So yeah, where do we go from? Oh yeah. Okay. So like I said, we're all stuck at the house. We're all quarantined. So like I said, the internet is doing everything they can to entertain themselves and be creative. And one thing that has been going on these weekends is uh DJ B battles. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah, Eli, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now Eli, this actually has been going on for a while. You know, uh, like. T-Pain and Lil Jon did it like the week before and Manny Fresh and Sky Stories did it a week before, stuff like that. But when I heard about DJ Premier, you know, Primo versus, you know, RZA, a.k.a. Bobby Digital, a.k.a. Bobby Steele, you know, uh, a.k.a. was Raheem Love? Raheem. Raheem Love, that's Prince, what it was. Rakeem. <laughs> Prince Raheem, that's what it was, yeah. Uh, so I knew... That you would be interested in this, because I've been wanting to have a topic about this for a while, but I, would, I knew I was going to talk about it by myself. I, I, I figured you weren't a, a Lil John fan. I no, not well. I, you know what? I don't mind skeet skeet and all. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not a non fan of him. I don't mind him. You know. Okay. <laughs> so as long as he do the all, he didn't do the all skeet skeet song. I was waiting for that when he didn't do it. So. <laughs> But I fig I figured that uh Primo versus RZA, I figured you'd be interested in that one, so I thought we could have that as a good uh a good topic of discussion. So what'd you think about the beat battle overall? I I had a blast watching it. Um I, I don't think it was really a battle per se. You know, when I first heard about it, that's when when I cause I heard about it like a week ago. I maybe from you, you were posting at you know, posting the the reposting the the you know the, the flyer or whatever. Cause I remember hearing about it. Yeah. A week or two ago. And I remember thinking like, you know, well, RZA ain't really a live DJ. Right. So premier is going to whoop his ass. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause Primo is actually, a, you know, does live DJing and right. RZA just produces and make beats. And I'm not taking that away from him, but I'm like a battle. Really? I don't, I don't think. Yeah. I, I, so I was thinking it was just going to, they were going to be going back and forth scratching and shit. But it turned out to be just them kind of just playing their shit, going through their catalog of all their work, going back and forth, a greatest hits, you know, of their of their of their catalog. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just it wasn't really a battle. It was just two great artists sort of admiring and respecting each other's work. And it was just I had a good time just sitting there. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, 
Yeah, you know? because it, it seemed like they were just enjoying themselves, having a good time, laid back, relaxed. I think the internet blew it up bigger than what it was. Like, oh, they're going to battle. Oh, who you got your money on? Because that's what these beat battles have been, you know, uh, with T-Pain versus Lil Jon and, and Manny Fresh and Scott Storch. You know, it, they were like doing like WWE promos before the shit was coming out. You know, oh, I'm going to take you down this weekend. Oh, I'm going to get you. And they, they did the exact same thing that Primo and Rich were doing, just playing tracks. That's all we're doing. Yeah. You know, playing the greatest yeah. hits. Uh, but you know the internet is always gonna have a winner because that's what the internet does. So Eli, I gotta ask you, who won? And and don't give me that hip hop one. I don't want that PC. Don't give me that. PC <laughs> we all answer. won. Right. We all won. I want to get that SJW <laughs> answer. No, give me the real answer. Well, I, I you know I'd have to go with Primo because if you remember the beginning, RZA had some technical issues at first for like the first half hour. True. Yeah. <laughs> remember that shit. You know, so I, I think he didn't really know about how to use Instagram Live. I think that's why yeah. Primo hosted it. So I think he was trying to figure that shit out. Yeah. So just on the technical aspect, the the performance, I give it to Primo. And if you want to, you know, I love Wu Tang, and like RZA was just dropping, you know, gem after gem his whole set. You know, but it was all Wu Tang shit. Right. Whereas Primo, Primo's worked with like everybody. But <laughs> right. like I didn't even know. I didn't even know he did Devil's Pie, the D'Angelo song from. I didn't Belly. know he did that either. I was like, that's that was him. I was like, no shit. So I was like, oh damn, yeah, he worked with Daz Effects. He worked with KRS. I was like, damn, he's worked with all these people, you know. And so that's what was like surprising about listening to Primo set, you know. But then RZA is like, oh, that's just Wu Tang. What's well, just another Wu Tang joint, and which is cool. Yeah, I like Primo Wu-Tang. had Wu Tang joints. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was either way. Yeah, it was just fun just watching them, and then watching them, just like, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was a that was a dope joint, son. And then fucking, you know, Rizzo's like, yo man, play that second verse. That's my favorite part. You right. Know? Like this, this is not how a battle's supposed to go. You're not supposed to be rooting for the other guy. You know. Yeah, they were just they were just admiring each other's work, and that was really cool to see. Yeah. I mean, one of the songs like Primo had that he played that Royce the Five Nine song. It was it was off Grand Theft Auto Three. I was like, oh, I'm getting hype over this shit, you know, <laughs> because it's a song yeah. nobody heard. But I I remember that shit, you know. Yeah, I'm watching it on my tablet. I got my headphones on, and I'm just like bebopping around the house, like getting snacks for my kid and shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there fucking shoulder leaning back and shit <laughs> the whole time, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was it was a good time, man. <laughs> hey, I didn't know Primo did the Christina Christina Aguilera song. I didn't know that either because I I don't listen to Christina Aguilera. Uh, don't don't give me that, Eli. You know for a fact that you know that Christina Aguilera song. I know that one that she did with ODB. I know the genie in the bottle, mm-hmm. and then I just whatever shits that's on the radio. But I don't know like, you know, ain't no other man. Something something something. Did she something. do all that shit with Red Man? You know, yeah. I know that. You know, but here's one thing, and I know everybody loves that Mary J. Blige. You know, you're all I need. Jam don't, with don't, Man. don't, 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 don't. What? If, if you're going to talk about it, let's just move on to the next subject. <laughs> what? If you're going to bash this song, we're just going to move on to the next subject. <laughs> no, I'm saying I like, I like, I'm not saying I like that, but Uh-oh. the original beat on the Tikal album is one okay. of the dopest beats of all time. I agree with you. The original beat. Okay. That, that damn, with that wah wah pedal and shit, yeah. you know, without the Mary J. Blige. No, 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 no. You got to have Mary J. Blige on there. Mary J. Blige takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah, but that ori- the original song that's on the Tikal album is that that beat is one of the dopest beats ever, I think. You know, so 
whenever I hear the Mary J. Blige song, I, I think, damn, that's cool, but I like the other one better. Um, we gonna have to disagree and dis- uh, agree to disagree because the Mary J. Blige hey, song. Hey, just play that beat. You don't have to put just put, do the do play an instrumental of that beat, and you're gonna be like banging your head and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can we move on past that? I'll, sure. Uh, well, who do I you say, think? Who I do you Riz- think? I say Rizzo won like 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 decisively. In my okay. Opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because yes, yeah, so he had was Wu Tang song, but every Wu Tang song he had was a hit. Like he could have played Ghostface songs all day, and that would have been a winner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 every everything he played, I was like, damn. Yep. Yep. And, and yep. thinking it going into it, I'm thinking, oh, Primo's got this easily, you know. But like RZA just had hit after hit after hit. I'm like, have we underestimated RZA? I mean, should we put him in that? Because we never, we never really put RZA in that same category as like Primo or like any of the other top DJs or like producers in hip hop. When he just showed us, like he easily should be put in that in that uh, category also. Yeah, because we think of him as he's you know he rhymes. He's a right. rapper. Most because he's mostly. a rapper also. But yeah. yeah, but you know he's got yeah every beat you know everything. I was like yep. Yep, everything was a banger on his set. Yeah, yeah like we've always given credit. Like, yeah, he's always been a good producer. But I mean, after what he just showed on Saturday, he was like, no, we need to put him in that category. We we've always underestimated him. He needs to be in the same conversation as one of the greatest producers of all time. He needs to be put there. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> so, all right, so we can move on past that. Um, sure. I guess we move to the bitch game section now. I guess we're moving pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's go to it. Okay. No, 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 no. Before we get to the video game section. Okay. Hold on. Something else I got to do. Something else I had. I was going to talk about last week. We didn't get a chance to talk about. We're going to talk about it this time. Oh, free comics. Free comics. Everybody's giving away free comics right now because, like I said, the comic industry is dead right now. So they're trying to do anything they can to spark interest into the industry. And everybody's giving away free comics. Namely, well, Who's giving away Valiant? Valiant giving away free comics. Valiant is giving away free PDFs, like on their official Twitter page. I'm telling you right now, follow Valiant. On, we're, we're we're promoting get Valiant more than get Valiant is. So <laughs> go to Valiant's Twitter page. They have like a shitload of PDFs. They're just giving away for free. You can just download them, put them on a flash drive, cloud store, whatever you want to do. They're yours. You can have them. That's it. I don't have a complete list of them, but I know they're there. Uh, as far as now, also Marvel is giving away like a shitload of free books, also like full free trade pa- paperbacks and graphic novels. And I'm about to pull up that list right now. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. It. They're gonna take forever. Oh no, I had a list of comicsology shit yeah. or Marvel shit. Oh, uh, both. Okay. So let me see if I can remember. On top. I'm not. I'm trying to remember on top of my head. So if on Marvel's page, they have like you go to Marvel.com and if you go to Marvel Unlimited, even if you're not a subscrip- uh, subscriber to Marvel Unlimited, you can still read these books up until I think they said uh, April 29th, like basically to the end of the month. You can read these books for free. And I'm trying to see what book is. Ah, why didn't I have this? I didn't have this pulled up because. I didn't plan to do this yet, and my Chromebook is acting complete. Ah, here we go. Yeah, okay. So, got the list pulled up. Well, it's loading. <laughs> uh, like I said, it's on Marvel. Oh, here we go. Marvel, Marvel Unlimited. 
you go there and as long as you get there before the end of the month you can read these books for free you don't have to sign in you don't have to subscribe they're there so what we have is the uh first six issues of the jason aaron run of avengers the one that came out in 2018 okay civil, yeah civil war uh for free uh thanos wins from donny kate y'all donny kate uh eli did you ever read this I don't know. Did I read that? I read a Thanos book. I can't remember which one it was. Okay, this is the one where Silver Surfer is evil. Oh, we did read it. This is the one where like uh, Hulk is his pet, his bat, his dog or whatever. Right. And, and, uh, Cos- yeah. Cosmic Ghost Rider. First time a Cosmic Ghost Rider. Cosmic Ghost. Yeah, yeah. That's that book. Okay. So anybody who hadn't read that, read this. This is a fucking awesome book. Thanos is the hero of the story, and the bad guy. But you know, that's Thanos. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Amazing Spider-Man Red Goblin. Remember, we uh, in, we reviewed Spider-Man 800, what, two years ago? A year ago? Something like that? Can't remember. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I this, I remember that. this is the complete arc of that story. So, okay, I was reading, actually, that leading up to that. See, I didn't. I started with issue 800, and I know I missed, like, a shit ton of shit, but I was like, even what I read right there, I was like, okay, this is fucking awesome. I, mean, I think I do need to go back and read the rest of that shit because that one issue I did read was awesome. Uh, Don Slot's uh, a Don Slot, uh, Fantastic Four run. Dan Slot. Who I said Don Slot. Danny Case. Dan Slot. Dan Slot's Fantastic Four run. Heard he's uh, beefing with the comic cast boys and shit. Have you seen that? We didn't. We didn't talk about that on here, did we? <laughs> I saw this shit. Not. I, I text Gomer about it. I was like, "What the fuck, man? What are you guys doing?" <laughs> he, I, all I know, I was just browsing Twitter, just minding my own business, and I just see Don, uh, Dan Slott just like fuck comic cast, fuck Bookie Bentley. I'm like, "Wait, what the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I get it, what was going on because you know, they have all these interview, be how they have all these review uh, interviews. And a lot of these guys that they interview, I'm not going to say a lot of them, but some of them are, you know, uh, directly connect, connected to Comicscape, you know. Yeah. So in Dan Slott's eyes, like, OK, if you got all these guys connected to Comicscape, you must be connected to Comicscape also. So he just said, fuck everybody, you know, that's associated with. He probably said, fuck us, too, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we're Comicscape, I guess, you know. <laughs> Guilty by association. I you guess know. we are. So yeah, I, I guess Dan Sly said fuck comic book bullies also. So I guess we're blocked too. Uh, mm-hmm. What else we got? Black Panther by Tenny Hitsy Colts. Actually, uh, the first twelve issues of A Nation Under Our Feet. So that whole complete arc is on there. Uh, Dark Phoenix Saga is on there. Captain America Winter Soldier. Now the thing is, Captain America Winter Soldier. I read the story. It actually really doesn't start to issue seven. But the Marvel Unlimited app has the first 14 issues, so it's got the whole complete arc to lean up to it. Uh, Black Widow, Shields Most Wanted. Uh, people are hinting at that this may be what the movie storyline is based on. I haven't read it, but I may get to it eventually. Uh, the Kree Scroll War, it's okay. It's not as good as everybody makes it out to be. I read the story. Rick Jones saved the universe. Not that good. Uh, <laughs> Captain Marvel, Higher, Further, Faster. That's a thing. Carol Danvers, okay. Uh, I think it's her first appearance as when well, I first been, but like her first solo book as Captain Marvel. You know, before that she was Miss Marvel, but now she's Captain Marvel. Uh, Avengers versus X Men. Now, okay. keep in mind, Avengers versus X Men, like it just has the main issue. It didn't have like all hundred of the crossover shit like that. Just the main storyline and it, which is still cool. But you got to have all the other uh, arcs also because one of the crossover books has Emma Frost versus Thor, and in that book, Emma Frost offers to peg Thor and make her him her sub. And she was going to dress him up and, she, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck is happening here? So, 
Um, I think that's it. Now, that's Marvel Unlimited. Now, you can read those books to uh, March, I mean, April 29th or May 1st or whatever like that. You have time to read that, but that's on the Marvel Unlimited app. However, I'm going to give you another way of getting these books. These same exact graphic novels that I just named out are also on Comixology right now for free. Free. You don't have to pay anything. I downloaded all these books on Comixology. Uh, it gave me a total of like regular price of like $110 or something like that. But then it had the slash down mark price and then it said free. I was like, fuck yeah. So I clicked <laughs> all those fuckers, got them downloaded. And the thing is, if you download it from Comixology, you have them. There's no deadline. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to worry about, oh, I got to read this before the end of the month. Nah, you got them. They're yours forever. Read them. Good to go. So I got this, and I'll get to them eventually, but the point is, I have them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, oh, and, and actually, Comic Sonic got some other shit also. Uh, Hellboy was free. Yeah, there's uh, a ton of shit on Comic Sonic. There's a ton of uh, shit on there. Uh, yeah. I bought Ghost of the Shell. Did you? I, yeah, go, but it was not free. It was like a dollar. It was like a dollar for like the first <laughs> 40 issues of some shit, you know. Yeah. So eventually we'll go to them. We're going to review some anime on here or some shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, my my Comixology, like, uh, list now is huge. Like, and it, which is nice because that usually that would be in my house. Like, mm-hmm. it's piled up to the ceiling. Right, because you got to find a place <laughs> to put all these and stuff like that. And that's the thing, because yeah. we're not endorsing Comixology or anything like that. You know, we're not endorsing... Uh, diff to you know the local stores and like that. No, we're not doing either that. We're just saying there are perks and benefits to it because they have so many like insane crackhead prices on this. Sometimes that's why these comic book sales just start uh, popping up, especially some of these trades. You know, yeah. You buy like a trade, you see like a trade you want. Watchmen was like five dollars on there. You know, for the whole thing. Like, okay, fuck it, why not? Yeah, you know. So. Saves it saves me the it saves me the effort of trying to go dig it out. <laughs> exactly, you know? I gotta go find it. Hopefully they got it. No, you just yeah. click a button. Boom, it's done. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. Now we move to the VJ section. <laughs> right. Shit, I forgot where I was going with this now. Um, VJ section. I guess we can start with the PlayStation Five. The PlayStation Five has released details of their controller. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I heard about this. My brother was actually talking about this the other night on the Geek He was, Sav. yeah. He he talked about it on Geek Sav. I heard y'all on Geek Sav, man. That that shit was emotional for me, man. Oh yeah, yeah, for me <laughs> because it was the first time, like in a long time, I heard all of y'all together. Yeah, yeah, it is. It was yeah. like a like a family reunion, there, man. It was like a like watching a black Christmas movie. I was like, damn, <laughs> soul food, right? You know, <laughs> y'all was all like, cousin, haven't seen you forever, like shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I heard him talking about it. Uh, yeah, so we got it's black and white now, like a panda. So it's different, you know, like a PlayStation controls have always been black, and some of them been white. But now it's been black and white. It has uh haptic feedback, which isn't a that's rumble rumble controls. That's all. You don't have to talk fancy with it. That's all it is. Um, it's bigger. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, because people always because people love to complain about oh the PlayStation controllers are too small. I need, I have huge hands. I need a big controller for my huge. Your, your hands aren't that big. Stop, stop complaining. You're, <laughs> you're a gamer. You're not fucking LeBron James. So, oh, uh, let's see. Okay, Eli, let me ask you this: Since you have a PlayStation, have you yeah. ever used the share button? No. 
Okay. I've noticed oh, that. Oh, is, is, that, is that how you, like, share your games or whatever? Like, stream your games or shit? Yeah, it's been out since 2013, but yeah, that's what it does. <laughs> okay, because I did that once where I, I think where I saved, I streamed one of my games live or whatever. One time, like, when I played that Star Wars game. Right. I saw this. I stream. did it once. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> so but here's the thing like a lot of people hate that button they want the select button back even though select never did anything like why why do you want select button back because it was a useless button you know mm-hmm. but they they gotten rid of the share button and replaced it with the create button the creator huh? right i don't know what that means it may just be share <laughs> but they call it something different so maybe we'll people more people use it now uh i don't know uh oh you no longer need a headset for it it has a built-in microphone okay that's scary <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing people it also has built-in speakers also so people can you know so you don't need a headset to talk to people, people can talk directly out of the controller okay which i think is a cool feature now, it, it has a headphone jack in it also, so you don't have to use it. But if you don't have a headset, you can talk into it. People can talk back to you, back and forth, blah, 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 all the good stuff like that. Uh, all, of the, all in all, it's not a good control. People are complaining because that's what the internet does, complain. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I might not even buy the PlayStation 5, but I want the PlayStation 5. Oh, and it's called the DualSense. That's what it's called. They got a fancy yeah. name for like the other oh, the PlayStation 4 controller is called the Dual Shock 4, but now it's called the Dual Sense. So this is the future. This was coming, and they're saying that the PlayStation 5 is still on track to come out this year. Mm-hmm. With all this fucked up shit going on, they're saying it still might happen. So we don't we don't know. We'll see. Uh, there was that. I feel like it was something else I'm missing. I don't have my notes in front of me, but I guess we'll talk about Final Fantasy 7. Yeah. Here's the thing. I can't. You can. Talk about you can. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the reason I can't. Because the game is only on PlayStation 4. Oh, damn. Well, I could talk about it if I got it. Right. You could. But are, but are you even a Final Fantasy fan? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think I've ever played any of the games ever. See, that's where I would come in because I play that shit. And I'm sitting here looking at it like uh, just people just buying it left and right. Oh, I just bought Final Fantasy 7. Oh, I'm playing Final Fantasy 7. Watch my pitch stream on Final Fantasy 7. I'm like, so everybody's having fun playing this shit and I can't play it. I'm like, I'm not going to buy a PlayStation 4 just to play one fucking game. I'm not going to do it. Didn't you do that for Spider-Man, though? That's Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of, now, Eli, I've been jonesing for Spider-Man because I'm like, damn, I want to play Spider-Man again, but I don't have a PlayStation 4. So guess what? They have a solution. Oh, yeah? Is, he, is it finally backwards compatible or whatever? No, 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 no. It's on PS Now. Okay. Okay, so PS Now. Let me break it down. PS Now is their, uh, like, Netflix for PlayStation. They basically, it's a subscription service. You pay $10 a month or like that, and they have a library of games you can just play. You can play them on the PlayStation 4, which you have. Like, let's say, okay, let's say uh, WrestleMania 20. You want to play that game, but you don't have it. If you have PlayStation Now, you can play it. You know, okay. Spider-Man games. So, Spider-Man 4, I mean, Spider-Man PS4 has been finally added to PlayStation Now also. And here's the thing. PlayStation Now is also available on the PC. So, that's okay. why I don't have PlayStation 4, because a lot of those games I can play on the PC with the PS Now subscription. 
like uh uncharted the last of us uh all of those games like that i could just play them there you know and that's it now that spider-man ps4 is on there now i can play it again on the pc and what i've noticed anytime i twitch stream any uh playstation 4 game on my pc my twitch streams numbers go up and people just ask me all kind of questions like how are you doing this what what magic what sorcery is this you know because they don't understand what i do <laughs> how are you hacking i'm like i'm not hacking it's just, all i did is just using the service so people just all these crazy ass questions i know i'm gonna make a lot of money just doing that shit so i'm just gonna just play spider-man 4 even though i played this i'm not spider-man 4 ps4 but i'm gonna play it because you know i know the numbers are gonna be there so so that's all I had to say about the video game section. We can move on past that. So can we move into the to the meat of the podcast? Sure. Okay. Like I said, we don't have any box office numbers because there are no box office numbers. I don't want to do the Fandango streaming bullshit. I got bored even saying that shit. So we're going to move on to the actual meat of the podcast because it's the comic book bullies where we talk about the comic books. And we're going to talk about one comic? Not really one comic. A saga. I okay. Guess. A good word. We're going to talk about a saga. <laughs> the saga we're talking about and here's the funny thing about it okay so everybody like eli we're in april now right this coronavirus thing hit us really hard let's say in march but yeah. had it not happened we would actually be reviewing new mutants right now the movie that's right yeah it would have came out it would have came out by now because it was right there matter of fact i don't even have a date on yeah it, yeah it would have probably been out like two weeks ago or some shit like that you know yeah we w- it would have came out, we would have reviewed it, said what we thought about it, and then that's it. But since it hadn't happened, the movie is just there. It's, it's supposed to come out two years ago. The movie just has bad luck. I don't know what it is. It's cursed. Yeah. So we decided to take it a step <laughs> further and decided to review the book that it may or may not be uh, adapted from. We mm-hmm. don't know because we haven't seen the movie. But the book we're reviewing today is Demon Bear. Yep. I know it sounds weird, so it's New Mutants Demon Bear and they fight a demon bear that's pretty much the book <laughs> you know mm-hmm. uh so pretty much how this book starts off uh eli i'm trying to do this best i can okay so let's first let's talk about who are the new mutants who yeah. are they okay so the new mutants are okay because the x-men were in the xavier school of gifted youngsters but of course the x-men no longer were teenagers they grew out of that role they became adults so more kids so they decided to recruit uh xavier decided to recruit more kids into the school you know to keep the school going and that's where the new mutants came in the new mutants were supposed to be the future x-men who's going to train them now the who are the members well i'm just going to go by there's a shit ton of members but we're going to talk about the members in this book particularly uh we have sam gunthry who is cannonball uh his Ooh. power is he can blast off in this uh as far as he wants to and when he blasts off he's nigh invulnerable what's it called uh roberto de costa did i say it right or de costa yeah roberto de costa. yeah bobby berto whatever you want to call him sunspot he gets his powers from the sun like kind of like superman but when he's in the shade or at night something like that he gets weaker so that's his thing uh who else we got rain sinclair now i've always called her ron for some reason i always always spell ron but when i watch the new mutants trailer they call her rain so i'm gonna yeah. call her rain Rain Sinclair is Scottish. She can turn into a werewolf. Wolf's Bane. Wolf's Bane. That's her thing. She's a werewolf girl. Okay. Oh, Ileana Rasputin. Ileana Rasputin. Colossus' sister, Peter Rasputin. That's Magic. His, 
Yeah, that's her magic. That's her name. Uh, she has magic powers. She was actually raised in a hell dimension, so she has like hell magic demon yeah. powers and shit like that. Yeah, so, limbo or whatever. Limbo, whatever you want to call it. That's her thing. Um, magma. Magma. Yeah. She has lava powers. So that's her thing. And her, her. I think her, her dad is like an old Roman gladiator or role, Roman something. It's been a while, but. She, uh, yeah, she's like, like a, like from the old Roman times or some shit. Weird. It's weird. I, I see why she didn't make it. Okay. <laughs> and last but not least, and she's not... a bad guy. I think she she ends up becoming to so spoilers, but she ends up becoming evil after a while. Oh, does she like Dark Phoenix or some shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, whatever. And last but not least, Eli, I'll let you do the honors. Oh, really? Because I'm the token engine. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got to keep it We have to diversify. Okay. Okay, yes, Danielle Moonstar, aka Mirage, but everyone just calls her Danny, Danny Moonstar, Danny. I've always just called her Danny because that's what everybody in the comics just calls her Danny. So Danny Moonstar. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, her power. Yeah, her powers. You know. <laughs> well, she's uh, yeah, she's native. Uh, she has the power to like make your fears come to life, like project your fear, your greatest fear. You know, manifest it into reality. So, and yeah. later on, she becomes a full blown reality warper, and she becomes a Valkyrie, and yeah, all yeah. kind yeah. of other weird yeah. shit. She because yeah, she ends up later on. She can shoot like psychic arrows. Um, why they're arrows, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're psychic. You can come up with any other fucking weapon you want, but it's an arrow, <laughs> <laughs> not a gun, an arrow. not a gun or whatever. <laughs> it's it's a bear arrow, um, and yeah, yeah, she becomes like the leader of the New Mutants, and uh, yeah, 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 she becomes a Valkyrie. She does all kinds of cool shit. Yeah, and she's actually pretty much like the main star of this particular saga. Yeah, she's the focus of this saga. Yeah. Yeah, matter of fact, like the narration when they're doing like the captioning like that is pretty much her narrating the entire story. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess we can start off with this bad boy. Uh, before we get into it, we got to do like because there's a little prologue now. The Demon Bear Saga starts from issue 18 to 20. However, they were sitting, they were planting seeds about the story ever since New Mutant 1 when the book first started. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when they first started, yeah, Danny was kind of new. Like at first, it was about it was mostly about Karma. Like right. Karma was like the first leader. And she and they kind of dealt like the first, you know, couple years, they were dealing with Karma's dad and her brother. They were like criminals and shit. And, you know, then they were fighting you know, like the Hellfire Club and some arcs. And the, I read this a couple of years ago, uh, Shadow King. They, there was, it was that arc with the Shadow King, uh, Amuf, uh, Amal Farouk, when mm. he battled Professor X. Because I was watching Legion at the time. Right. You know, and that's the focus of Legion. So I was like, well, shit, I want to go, I, you know, because I was watching Legion, I went back and read some of those new mutants with, you know, the Shadow King. Where she put, or he gets, he possesses karma and all that. So, um, yeah, that was like one to, yeah, what is this, 18? Was, yeah. So that's what was going on. But yes, they were, that whole time, Danny was always mentioning this demon bear, this bear that killed her parents. Right. And that's the thing, like, she, and she's always been haunted by this bear. Yeah. Uh, even leading up to the story, like, there's just always, like, scenes that would come up. Like, for one, one instance, there was, uh, she was asleep and she had this dream or this nightmare that she was attacked by some kind of like weird shadow demon. 
Uh, she pulled out her knife, stabbed the shadow demon. The shadow demon, you know, just, just shrugged it off. Still attacked her. She was able to pull out the shadow demon's mask, and it was a bear, a big demon bear. She was like, what the hell? Then she woke up, you know. Uh, the new mutants walked in. Professor X walked in. They took a temperature. She was like, okay, nothing's wrong. Everything seemed to be okay. You just had a bad dream. It was a nightmare. That's okay. This bear that you keep talking about, it's not real. It's just a thing of your imagination. So they leave out the room, and Danny pulls out her knife that she stabbed the bear with in her dream, and the knife has blood on it. She's like, if I made this shit up, why does my knife have blood on it? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. You know, so we cut on to the actual story of it. Story starts off weird. Uh, Professor X gets shot by the armies and shit like that. Doesn't matter. That's yeah, story. like this first, like, they kind of established, like, other arcs going on. The shit with the Warlock. Rachel, Rachel Summers. Yes, it's like okay, the so, arrival. So it was or, Rachel Summers. Yeah. Okay. So that that's like the only, that she doesn't even show up for the rest of the the story. They're right. just establishing other plots going on in other books. And of course, this is the arrival of Warlock. So they're establishing Warlock, but he has nothing to do with the story either. He's just Right. That's what like the next arc to, coming up, yeah. Yeah, he just came to Earth, you know. Yeah. So basically, to get into this story, not the other bullshit that's surrounding it, uh the new mutants are in the danger room training, you know, just doing what they do. Once they're done, then Danny goes in the uh danger room by herself. She's also training, man. For the last week, she's been doing the same training simulation every single time. Fighting bears. That's what she does. Uh, they're like, why are you fighting bears all the time? Because a bear might come kill me one time. So they know she's like really afraid of bears. But the thing is, she's just making this shit up. She's just freaking out for no damn reason. Um, and when- she, she's always, um, she wants to train by herself because she knows her psychic powers will not work on robots. Right. Because that's what they're training. They're, you know, the danger room, they train with, you know, robots and shit. Right. So. And that's why she has her bow and arrow because the bow and arrow is her grandfather's bow and arrow. Yeah. So she wants to get really good at the bow and arrow because they run into a situation where she, her mutant powers don't work. If she trains herself in the bow and arrow, she can still be useful, you know, in the field. So that's, a, and this, yeah, that's also establishing her beginning her training because she does become a formidable fighter, you know, right. later on in, in, in the series. Yeah. So that's the thing. So she's training all the time. Uh, she talks to Ileana. Now, the thing is about Ileana is that she doesn't really like Ileana. Nobody in, in the group likes Ileana. The main, now, the reason Danny doesn't like her is because, like I said, Ileana grew up in this hell dimension. Uh, she can feel the evil on her. Yeah. Like something just isn't right about her. I can, I can feel it. Like the same uh, evil that I feel from that demon bear in my dream, I feel from her. So I'm yeah. trying to keep my discipline as much as possible. But at the same time, Danny knows that that demon bear is out there. She don't know when it's coming. She don't know when it's going to attack her. But she's like, look, I'm just going to just go for it and just find it myself. So she grabs, you know, she puts on war paint, you know. Uh, she grabs her, uh, her grandfather's bow and arrow. And she goes out to the middle of the woods. And she's just like, bear, come for me. I'm right here. What are you waiting for? And the demon bear shows up and starts attacking the shit out of her. You know, uh, it's like a brutal fight. She slaps the bull out of her hand. Uh, and this bear is fucking huge. It's like a kaiju bear. Yeah, it's not like it's a regular like... bear. This is like a fucking huge bear. Huge yeah. ass claws, you know. Uh, stomping through the woods. Danny does manage to kill the bear. by, by uh, Even though he slapped the bow and arrow out of his hand. She has the uh, uh, arrow still in her hand where she's able to shove it through you know, the bear's throat. And the bear falls down. She kills She's like, oh, I did it. I took the bear out. That's it. And then once that ends, then Rain like starts screaming in the middle of the night, like, "Oh no, something happened to Danny." They're like, "Wait, what do you mean something happened to Danny?" 
Danny's gone. We need to go find her. She's in the woods somewhere. Like, how do you know that? We have some kind of psychic rapport. Now, Eli, I have to bring this to your attention. Now, mm -hmm. there's a lot of controversy going on right now, you know, with the New Mutants movie uh, about, you know, Danny Moonstar and Rain Sinclair are supposed to be lesbian lovers in that movie. Oh, you want to get into that now? Because I got that saved for later. <laughs> let's do it now. <laughs> okay. Because I feel like this is going to play a part later on in the story later on. So let's just jump into that now. Okay. Okay. Now, in the movie, they're saying that they're lesbian lovers. However, Ela, I do feel like in this story, the subtext is there. I feel like it is there. It's not. It's not blatant. Not in your face. But I feel like it's there if you want to. If you want to look for it. I guess we can plant. It's the seeds they're planting. But right now, in this story arc rain is like a kid she's like what 12 or 13 right yeah. now mm -hmm. she just her powers have just manifested and that's why that's like basically why she's in the new mutants now because she grew up in scotland very religious she her power started manifesting they thought she was a demon they thought she was evil they were very religious they tried to burn her at the stake you know try to have an exorcism on her and you know based her cast her aside that's how Xavier found her, took her in. So I always thought Rain was a very interesting character because, because she's such a little kid and she has just these innocent ideals. You mm -hmm. know, she just wants f belonging. She's always, she's the one who, she's like the glue of this crew. Yeah. She keeps them together. She just wants to be accepted, wants everybody to be a part, to, to be a family. She just longs for acceptance and longs for a family. And she finds it with these group of kids. And that's fine. And I like that because it's just innocent. When you tackle on romance. When you sexualize then, it. Then, yeah, then there's a hidden motivation for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, like, I like the fact that her character is just so, she is so young and naive and just idealistic. And she just longs for acceptance. And I like that part of her. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you tackle on, oh, she's got this romantic, you know, attraction to somebody, then it's like, it kind of taint, taints that in a way, you know, I, I see that's my saying. thing. I mean, because you know, she is like a difference between love and love. If that makes any sense. Yeah. 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 Cause car karma's gay. Karma's gay. So okay. <laughs> it could have just, you know what I mean? They, you know, <laughs> like no subtext, just like, yeah, she's just out there. <laughs> yeah. They, they, you know, karma's gay. You could have let save the gay character for the gay character instead of right. cramming, how many minorities in the one character like they're doing with Danny. Now Danny's gay. Right, and, with the two and girls. A woman and a woman. Like I'm just know. saying, reason I'm, I'm just saying the subtext might be that if you want to look for it, because it does seem like Rain is more attached to Danny than anybody else in the group. Because like I said, when Rain, uh, yeah. we're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, yeah, well, Rain is, <laughs> well, Rain's like the little sister. And Danny is, she becomes like the leader. So she is like the big, yeah, the bigger sister or the auntie or whatever you right. know, of the group. So, um, I don't know. I didn't see the movie, so uh, I don't know how that's going to end up. But I, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, really? Okay. You're kind of taking away, you know, from a character. Because I, I always thought Rain was an interesting character. Right. You know, that's just me. I know a lot of people think she's stupid. She's a little kid. She's a little dumb kid. I'm like, no, the fact that she's a kid makes her interesting. And she's got this sort of self-loathing quality about herself because she's very religious. and she even she thought she was a demon and evil and all that stuff because of her powers and 
So she had that. That was just always an interesting conflict within her for this little kid. Like I said, she's only like twelve or thirteen here. So right. So let's, let's keep before, going. But so before, like before, Danny gets mauled by the bear. We just pulled it. Well, you just said that you just said that they would come out to go get her. Yeah, but I didn't say what happened. But anyway, she got mauled by the bear. <laughs> but yeah, she got mauled by the bear. But before she did, she projected the, the went into the bear's mind to see what the what the bear feared the most, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be the bear feared Danny. So, okay. and then she thinks she kills the bear. She thinks that the bear is dead, but then it comes back and mauls the shit out of her. Right. You know? oh, it, now, oh, I was thinking now, okay, I didn't think about it that way. What I was thinking is that she imagined the whole thing. Like she thought she killed the bear, but really the bear killed her. Well, you know, mauled her. Well, like it was a definite, like, like a, like a bluff. Like the, the bear was pretending to be dead and then came back and. Yeah, like okay. beat the shit out, like that, that like really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. Okay, we just didn't see what happened after that. That makes more sense to me. Okay, so anyway, they find Danny fucked up. You know, yeah. she's been mauled by a bear, so of course she's gonna be fucked up, but she's alive, barely. Uh, they take her to the hospital, uh, and they pretty much call out everything that's going on with Danny. That's how you know she's really fucked up. They said she got a compound fracture in her leg, which means a compound fracture means the bone is sticking out of your body. They don't yeah. show it, but they say it. You know, broken spine. She's not going to walk again. Lacerated uh, Concussion. She's she's barely alive. (laughs) Yeah. Chest caved in. Okay. She's hanging on barely. They say they don't even have enough packs. She's bleeding out. Uh, They don't have enough blood packs to keep her going, but they're trying the best thing they can to keep her going. Uh, The immunes are all there. They're, and while they're there. Also, also, this is taking place during a blizzard, like a really wicked blizzard. So they're kind of stranded. There's no cops coming. There's yep. no fire department. It's a really roads are being closed. Like the X Men ain't showing up, so they're all kind of stranded. Not there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the kids in the waiting room. Danny's in the operating room, and they're kind of stranded at this hospital during this really bad blizzard. So it's kind of like the thing. John Carpenter's the thing. They're kind of like stuck in this one, you know, siege. And, and that's know? the thing. That's the thing. Like we're talking about siege. We're talking about the Alamo things like that. But at the heart of it, Chris Claremont. Is sitting. He's writing a horror comic. He's setting up all the tropes right now. Yeah. And I think that's what makes this book a classic because the thing is, Chris Claremont is always this awesome ass writer, but now he's playing with different genres within the comic book industry without within the comic book storyline that he's already writing. Like during a time in a mainstream comic, nobody was doing this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. This this was yeah. like like the Swamp Thing. When I was rereading this, I was totally getting the Swamp Thing vibes from this. Right, and Swamp Thing was like a hard comic. And the thing is, like with DC, DC does kind of play, even though they have Superman and Batman, they're more willing to play around with different genres. You know, with Constantine and Swamp Thing yeah. like that. Marvel isn't as you know as, as free as them. You know, Marvel pretty much stick to what they know. They know superhero comics. They give you superhero comics. That's what they do. But and this is a superhero comic, but at the same time they're playing around with the genre. We're gonna take all the the uh, horror tropes that you know, and we're gonna put in this book. This is a Freddy Krueger book, basically. Yeah, yeah. It, the, it, thing. yeah the thing. Yeah, they're trapped. They're yeah. trapped in the winter. It's yeah. It's I, it's a total thing vibe. They're trapped in one area, and yeah, and there's a there's a demon spirit infecting everybody's nightmares, basically. 
Right. <laughs> so that's, that's yeah. what they're doing. And they set it up there in this hospital. It's closed off from everybody. No Professor X, no X-Men, nothing. They're just there by themselves. Uh, they get questioned or interrogated by this officer named Tom Corsi. Now, Tom Corsi is, uh, plays a part in this book later on. Uh, he asks him, <laughs> so what happened to Danny? Uh, yeah, she got mauled by a bear. Like, what? How the fuck she get mauled by a bear? It's, we're in New York. There are no bears here. Like, well, that's what happened. You know, uh, so Roberto was pissed. You know, Sunspot is pissed. He's like, why are we stuck here? Why are we not out there looking for this damn bear or whatever the hell that Danny was talking about? He was like, and Cannonball's like, we don't have to go look for the bear. The bear's going to come here. Like, how do you know that? Well, first off, we know that Danny has been training for a whole week fighting nothing but bears. So obviously all this stuff, nightmares that she's been saying she's having and all yeah. about dreaming the bear, obviously this bear is real. And since she's still alive, that eventually that bear is going to come here and finish the job. So we don't have to go looking for it. It will come looking for us. All we just got to stay here and just hold the fort. Uh, and but and then, you know, Rain's talking about, so, okay, so how are we going to fight a magic bear? Uh, we can't do that. We don't, none of us have magic powers. Ileana's like, I do. I have magic power. Bear comes. I'll be ready. We'll be ready. Even if we can't kill the bear, we can at least hold the bear off to the morning until Professor X or the X-Men can get here. But we can't let this bear get loose because we don't know what kind of uh, damage it can do when it's done. You yeah. know, we gotta survive the night. You have not <laughs> and that, entered that's the world. Horror trope, right? <laughs> You've entered the world of survival horror. <laughs> <laughs> so they know the bear's coming. They don't know where it's coming. They don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. Meanwhile, Tom Corsi is having a conversation with uh, Sharon Freelander. I might be fucking her name or whatever like that. That's the nurse in there. Uh, he's nice. asking her what's the condition of Danny right now. She's like, it's it's not looking good. But uh, the longer she hangs on, the better chance she, she has. And Tom's like, so does it work for me too? It's like, what do you mean? What are you doing after this? You know, after the graveyard shift. You know, what? What, what if I have a? What if I have a, a man, Tom? What did you think about that? You're like, well, he's being a total creep, right? <laughs> hey, that's okay. If you learn nothing else from this podcast, remember this advice right here: shooters shoot, they shot. <laughs> Tom Corsi doesn't care. He sees Freelander. Doesn't care if she's married. Doesn't care if she has a boyfriend. He is going to shoot his shot. He's going for it. So, but. That is the number one horror rule mistake you don't make in a horror movie. <laughs> because when you go after the girl in a horror movie, that means you're going to be the next victim. Yeah. Because while Tom Corsi and Sharon Freelander are doing this flirtation thing right here, Demon Bear pops out of nowhere and grabs both of them. Yeah. Uh, before, that ha before that happens, they're talking, they're, like the kids are talking, like, hey, we got to figure out how to fight this thing. It's like, hey, Rain, since you and Danny are so close, why don't you mind meld with Danny, try to psychically talk to her and find out what's up. Because right now, Danny's in a coma. She's in surgery. Doctors are working on her. So Rain goes into Danny's mind and says, hey, yo, Danny, what's up? What's happening? And she's like, oh, this is that demon bear that killed my parents. And now it's after me. It wants to kill me and all that shit. Um, but she's starting to wake up from consciousness. So the, connect, the psychic connection gets broken. But, because, but, but right, but the reason it gets uh, broken is because since Danny is waking up, yeah. her body is so fucked up, she's about to go into shock. So the yeah, doctors so put her under for a reason. Yeah, they they put her they they put her back under anesthesia. They up the anesthesia so she goes back to sleep, so she doesn't wake up and go into shock and die because her body's in so much pain and shit. So Rain doesn't get the full story, but tells the rest of the kids, yeah, it's this demon bear that's coming. So. 
Yeah. So when she found out that the demon bear's there, Ileana's just like, okay, since there is some crazy magic demon bear coming to kill everybody, I'm going to put a magic spell over the operating room. Yep. And hopefully it'll stop the demon bear. And Roberto was just like, you think that'll work? And as soon as they say that, they hear a roar of a bear. They're like, well, I guess we're about to find out. You know, uh, the bear attacks them. They're able to hold the bear off long enough. The bear disappears. When a bear disappears, all of a sudden the lights in the uh, another horror trope, <laughs> the lights yeah. in the hospital completely go out. And when, but the that's when the generator kicks in. So the generator kicks in and the power comes back on. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then so the, so, so the bear can teleport and it's teleporting all over the hospital. Right. They're kind of chasing it. <laughs> <laughs> like Jason does. Obviously, Jason does the same thing. You know. Yeah. You look around, you see him walking behind you, turn around, he's right in front of you. Yeah, horror trope. That's what it is. So the the doctor in the in the operating room is just like, okay, the the, uh, the generators kicked in. Something kicked off the lights. Well, let's make a phone call, see exactly what's going on. They can't make a phone call. Now, the horror movie trope. <laughs> Reason they can't yeah. make a phone call is like, okay, well, maybe the winds have uh, disconnected the phone lines, something like that, you know, because such a blizzard out there. Nope, the phone, the, the telephone poles have been completely knocked over. Yeah. Why? That's what the demon bear just did. He cut the phone lines. Another horror movie trope. <laughs> so yeah, so everything you're thinking is gonna happen in a horror movie happens right there. So the phone lines completely cut off. They're cut off from the outside world. They can't make a phone call in. Nobody knows they're there. That's it. They're just stuck there. Um. Meanwhile, and then another horror movie trope. Roberto says, "You know what we need to do? Let's split up." <laughs> <laughs> so some of them stay with with Danny to make sure the demon bear doesn't come for her, while the other ones check on the generator because they know that if the generator kicks in, the demon bear is obviously going to go for the generator to knock it out, so they yeah. have no power whatsoever. Uh, yeah. While they go for the generator, the and demon... it's in and the generator's in the basement, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> really fucked up. So yeah, so Ileana makes another you know casting spell over the generating room, but she like, look, I'm. I'm not as strong. It's not going to be as strong as it was in the, in the operating room because my power has limits on what it is right now. But while she's yeah. doing that, she can feel the demon bear attacking the operating room again because it's her soul power. So anytime the demon bear slashes at it, she can feel it. So they go back up. They fight the demon bear off and, they, and all together they can, you know, hold the demon bear back. But then the demon bear, you know, just eyes start swirling shit like that. Like, okay, something's about to happen. What's about to happen? And then they go from the hospital in that blizzard to the demon bears world yep yeah so the demon and this is where this shit gets really weird this is where like conceptual they went from a horror movie to completely something else we're about to go to now so would you like would you like me to take me would you like me to take over i, I feel like i feel like you should eli i feel like it'd be insensitive <laughs> for me to talk about this going forward <laughs> well yeah because it does get weird i've read this multiple times i mean I, 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 I get the story and i, get I they still were going barely, with i still it. barely grasp what's happening I, I grasp everything that's happening but i just feel like <laughs> i feel like i'm not the right person to talk about this that's all okay like okay <laughs> can i talk about it let me talk about it let me talk about it i'll try if i if i go too far say something sensitive bring me back <laughs> right. okay so the demon bear brings him to his dimension now, his dimension is weird because his dimension, like they were in a blizzard in a snowstorm, that's it. But the demon bear's dimension is completely peaceful. It's basically America before colonization. That's right. That's where, you know. That's, stay what, I put, that's what I put on my notes. Good stay, job. Stay with me. <laughs> stay with me. That's what I'm saying. So this is America before colonization. Now, but the thing is, 
is that there's a little marker in the the panel of the first page that shows like little black spots all over the map and there, and there's a note saying that the more black spots that are in this map the stronger the demon bear becomes because basically yeah. this land right now is pure this land is perfect but the demon bear is a like a a a, a plague <laughs> Or an abomination. It's a dark, it's a dark spirit. That's it's a dark spirit. Exactly. It's possessing people and corruption. Turn, yeah. tur- turning everybody, the inhabitants of the world, into these native demon zombie things. Right. So that's <laughs> what you're doing. So not only so the demon bear has taken the new mutants to his dimension. Not only that, but since he can't get into the operating room, he took the entire spear that magic put the operating room with him. You know, and not only yeah. that, Tom Corsi and Sheriff Freelander, he brought them with him too. So he didn't kill them. They're there with him. And he stabs them, but he doesn't stab them physically. He stabs their soul and turn them into Native American zombies. Yeah, like these demon zombie spirit things. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're now his foot soldiers and they're, you know, fighting the new mutants. You know, these, these zombies are fighting the new mutants right now. Uh, Magic tries to join in to help fight them, but when she concentrates on fighting the the native zombies, she loses her concentration and it makes the spirit bubble that she has protecting Danny weaker and the demon bear starts slashing and it it makes him get in it. So she can't join the fight. She has to stay where she's at right now. Meanwhile... And that shit totally reminds me of like Evil Dead or like Phantasm. Like the the spirit trying to break itself into the the our world. Yeah. That we're slashing. Yeah. That that's some cool visuals. I thought. Yeah. And we got a what's this guy's name? Ben. Fuck. Uh, Bill Skivitz. Sikowitz. No, that's not his name. Skivitz. Sikowitz. No, that's not it. I I just I just went on a, a interview for him to learn his name and forgot it just that quick. But it's not Sikowitz. I've always called him that, but it's not that. It's Skivitz. Skivitz. I'm butchering his name. Sinkavich? Okay, look, this guy's art is awesome. That's all I'm going to say. We're just going to call him Bill. We're just going to call him Bill. Bill art is awesome in this book. It's like visual, you know. It's like slightly real world feeling, but not so real world that, you know, it feels like photorealistic. It feels like it's one foot realistic and one foot not realistic. Yeah, I got a whole thing of notes on just his art. Yeah. So um, we can, uh, we we, can we'll, save we'll come that. back. We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I might <laughs> Google a- his name by then also, you know. Uh, but anyway, where are we at? Okay, so demon Native American zombies are, are fighting the mutants right now. Um, and the thing is, the longer the fight goes, the more the land that the demon bear inhabits, the darker it becomes, the blacker yeah. it becomes. Yeah, because he's infecting every. He's possessing the, the 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 inhabitants of that of the badlands, that world, that right. that dimension, that dimension that they're in. Yeah. Right, and the thing is, Sunspot gets his powers from the sun. So when he gets yeah. put into the dark spot of the of the land, he loses his powers. Yeah. You know, so he's and, he, he's out of the fight. Yeah, and the more dark it gets, the more the more souls the demon bear inhabits, the more powerful he gets. So this demon bear is like Godzilla size now. It keeps growing. Right. It's huge. You know, it's like skyscraper size now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so Magic, you know, Ileana tells Rain one more time, look, I need you to connect with Danny one more time to find out how the fuck do we fight this demon bear? Because we know the secret of the, the one thing this demon bear is scared of is her. So Rain, you need to get in contact with her one more time and find out how to kill this bear. 
And but Reigns has realized that look, I almost killed her last time making this conversation with her. Uh, if I do it again, she might die. And she's gonna die anyway. And plus, everybody else is gonna die. So if you don't do this, everybody's gonna die. But if you do this, she might die. So you have to weigh the decisions. How are you gonna play this? She like, I don't want to make a decision, but you make a good point. So she go, makes contact with Danny one more time. Danny tells her how what to do. You know, basically the way to kill the demon bear is with Ileana. Ileana has this soul sword and she has magic powers to fight this magic demon bear. That's how you're going to kill it. So somehow Ileana has this magic armor. She don't know how to have. I'm pretty sure it gets explained. Oh, she, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So every time uh, magic gets uh, gets hit, her arm, she's like gets up. Her armor is exposed and she because she ends up getting this. She has this magic soul armor and. Mm-hmm. Because she's hasn't realized her powers yet, she this is just the that's this is the first mention of that. Like, hey, I got some kind of weird metal armor under on my skin. Every time I get hit by something or take damage, it reveals itself. I got this soul armor. So cool shit. So she takes her soul sword. First thing she does before she fights the demon bear, she fights uh because magma gets possessed also. So she uses her soul yeah. sword, you know, to exercise the demon from magma, you know. Uh, Cannonball, who's in love with Magma, who never trusted Ileana to begin with, thinking Ileana is trying to kill her like she's possessed. So he fights Ileana. Magma, like, you dumbass. What the fuck are you doing? She just saved me. So stop doing that dumb shit. Uh, yeah, Ileana- Magma, yeah, that's what we find out, that, that Ileana's soul sword actually exercises the demons from people. Right. Because uh, Magma's going around killing all these Indian zombies. Right. Uh, and then Ma- uh, Magic finds out, hey, I can like save these people. Don't kill them. Right. So she <laughs> so she stabs the, the native zombies also. But when she stabbed the native zombies, instead of turning back to Tom Corsi and Sharon Freelander, the they're native. Of, yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. I got let's not let's not get into that right now. We, we, we're going to get I, I know you have notes on that. I know. You yeah. Have notes on that, so. We're not going to get into that right now. Not now. Not now. But we're going to get into that. Okay. Yeah, that's the ele- that's the elephant in the room. Right. Because <laughs> I know you have some shit to say about that. We're going to keep going. OK, so magic uh, takes out the, the native demon zombies shit like that. Magma's free. So the only thing left is the demon bear. So she like uh, cannonball. I know you just attacked me and try to kill me a second ago. I need your help on this one. I need you to fly me up to the head of the demon bear. Like I said, he's Godzilla size. I need you to fly me up there. So Cannonball, who's not invulnerable, you know, flies her up there, throws her at it, and Magic takes out a soul sword and fucking like uh trunks and Dragon Ball Z slices the demon bear in fucking halves, split yeah. his skull and everything. But when she splits his skull, he transforms. He doesn't die. He transformed. Before that, yeah, before that happened, Rain actually talked to Danny, who said teamwork is the key to defeating right. the bear. <laughs> Which is what they did. They finally had to stop fighting each yeah. other. Because if you notice, Eli, when you when you read the book and you look at the panels, because it's interesting how they do this. All the new mutants are usually in like one group together, but whenever they show Ileana, she's usually apart from the group. Yeah. Like it's it's like in every panel it's like that. Like she's by herself. Like even when she's having a conversation with him, like they're over here and she's over here. So in order for them to kill this bear, they all have to work together. Ileana has to they basically have to trust her because they never liked her before because they they sense evil in her. But like if you want to kill this thing, you gotta trust me. Well yeah, but she she learned like the reason why um Yeah, the the, the demon bear feared 
Danny is because Danny knew the secret to killing it, which was family, being together, that, that family bond, the bonds of being together is what can destroy it. So that the team starts working together, Magma's throwing fire, Sunspot's throwing his sun energy, kind of def, you know deflecting the bear and making diversions, and that's what, yes, let's uh, Cannonball brings magic up to the sky, and she cuts it in half. Voltron Roby style. Yeah. That's what I like, Voltron. That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> I knew it was like some anime did that shit, but I can't remember yeah. what it did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh so the demon bear's been cut in half, but it doesn't die. It turns into two people. Mm-hmm. And then once that happens, they teleport back to the regular world, back in the hospital, and the doctor said they're able to save Danny. Danny is awake. But when they save Danny, they look at uh, Tom Corsi and Sharon Freelander, and they're still Native American in the real world. They never change back. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you take over for this part, Eli. Okay. Well, <laughs> the demon bear, yeah, when Ileana cuts the demon bear in half, it turns into Danny's parents. Mm-hmm. And basically what happens, or what so what happens is the demon spirit was after Danny for her power, you know, but it feared her. So it, that's why it killed her parents and his grand, her grandfather and all that. And then transformed them into this bear, this demon bear to weaken Danny and make her more afraid. So it could more easily destroy her. Right. Um, so that's, I guess, kind of the purpose of that. But now, okay. I was gonna. I was gonna get to a little bit more. You like? I know the the shit we were kind of avoiding later on, but I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and jump into it now. Like, why is it a bear to begin with? Oh, oh. I don't know. I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go there. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, and I want to sign a sentence. So if I'm too insensitive, Eli, bring me back. Okay. So the reason it is a bear is because, like I said, Danny is Cheyenne. Yeah. And the bear, according to what the story was saying, is that the bear kind of like represents, you know, strength and courage in her, you know, in her tribe. Mm-hmm. But since yeah. it's a demon bear, the bear represents when colonization, when, you know, the Native American lands got colonized, they got infected, they got, you know, destroyed by the plague, they got corrupted. That's what the demon bear represents. It represents something pure and strength and courage that was turned into something ugly and something it wasn't meant to be to begin with because it got infected. And that's why it is a demon bear because it's supposed to be something that was supposed to represent her, but was perverted. The image of it was perverted. I, I could see that. Yeah. And that's why it was when it was in the Badlands. the Badlands is this other dimension where it's, it's the, you know, the American continents before colonization and the demon bear is taking that over. Right. And, and the wants, more it takes it, over the, the, yeah. the, the more the land itself starts dying. Yeah. And then it wants to break into our world and do the same thing. And, right. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't even think about that I, or why. I just thought, I just thought what it reminded me of is an old story I heard, an old Native American, uh, you know, tale about this giant bear that was, you know, attacking the tribes in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And they had to band together and they went up on top of the mountain to try and get away from this bear. And they had to get the, you know, the, the, the Thunderbird had to come and help them. But while they were on top of that mountain, the bear was trying to climb up it. And its claws were scraping the sides of the mountain. And that's how Devil's Tower was made. Hmm. It was okay. a giant bear, a giant Godzilla bear. 
So Devil's Tower in Wyoming, you know, Close Encounters from a Third Kind, that mountain. <laughs> oh, okay. It all comes yeah. together, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that that's why it looks the way it was because a giant bear's claws was scraping the sides of that cliff. So that's what I got at it when I read this. And oh yeah, it's about time they talk, talked about a big giant monster bear. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just right there. Like it's comics. You can do anything. Now, yeah. can we also talk about Tom Corsi and Sharon Freelander? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Because, like I said, <laughs> they were white going before they went into the evil dimension. They came out of the evil dimension, Native American, and they was asking, like, why didn't, you know, they turn back to, why weren't, why aren't they white? It's because, and, like I said, Danny's parents are alive. Danny's parents was the demon bear. Her mm-hmm. mother and her father were demon bear. They said they're there, chilling right now, telling them what happened, that, okay, when you exercise the demon out of them, like when magic exercised the demons out of them, that's what made them native. So I'm like, is Chris Claremont trying to say that? <laughs> I don't even want to say it, Eli. <laughs> you know, I'm just a kid. I, I don't know what to think of that. I, like, I have a thought, Eli, but I'm not going to say I, it. All I know, is white folks turning into Indians, yeah. you know, I'm, I think, <laughs> I don't know if that's some sort of punishment or something. <laughs> I don't know, but that's like, so you're thinking it's punishment, but I'm thinking it's like that. I don't want to say anything. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't know, because I'd rather be white. I don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the purpose of that was, or what he was trying, what he was trying to do. Because like, to me, making a white person a native would be kind of punishing them. Right, but, but yeah, remember, he was, okay. you know, I'm, what I'm saying? just saying because I'm thinking he's relating. You know, colonization to the demon bear to corruption, all that. So when he they exercised the demons and made them pure, he made them native. So the whiteness of Tom Corsi and Sharon Freelander was part of their corruption. That sounds some wet major white guilt. It, it, it does. Cause like I said, a white guy wrote this story. This is not me saying this. This is not Eli saying this. This is yeah. Chris Clay, a white guy saying this. <laughs> You know, yeah. So that's well, why I'm trying to be make sure I'm I'm walking on eggshells when I say this stuff. They're thinking that I'm saying this or this one term. I'm just it's it's if you read it, it's right there saying that yes, when he exercised the demon out of them, he exercised the whiteness out of them. That's, <laughs> and white is evil. That, that sounds racist. I, I didn't say it. I did not say it. I'm just I'm reading yeah. the story. <laughs> I don't know. From my perspective, that you know, I no, they couldn't handle being an Indian. They can't handle being native. <laughs> you know. You know, this ain't, this ain't no costume, yo. But, but, Eli, but that's what I'm saying. Okay, so you're saying it from your point of view. But you just said if this is white guilt, of course, Chris Claremont is going to say it from his point of view. Yeah, and, I, and I'm saying, and yeah, yeah, because it, it's not meant for a Native audience. Right. That's <laughs> not, I mean, we're not the demographic. Right, we're not the demographic. Not- He's writing this for a white audience to feel bad. He's trying to make them feel white guilt also. You should yeah. feel bad about colonization. You should feel bad about poisoning the land. You should feel bad about, you know, uh, killing off Native Americans. That's what Chris Claremont is saying. Not me. Chris Claremont is saying it. I, I guess. I know, I'm just like, damn, that, that sucks for them. 
They're Indians. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be rough. You got a rough road ahead of y'all. <laughs> yeah, like I said, this ain't no costume. Right. Chris was like, this is, a, this is a happy ending, you know? <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't no sports jersey. You know, <laughs> you know if, the, if these motherfuckers get triggered by happy holidays instead of Christmas, Merry Christmas, they can't handle being a. <laughs> they can't handle. <laughs> like I said, Chase me back. Chase me back. <laughs> so I said, I'd rather be white, right? <laughs> You remember, I, I've got to talk about that Lois Lane story where she became black for 24 hours and then she told yeah. Superman Superman changed me the fuck back I can't handle this shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I mean, that, that's, I mean that's, I, that's what I took from the story that's all I'm saying that's all I took from the story now maybe somebody else would see something different from it but I've read this about two or three different times I'm trying to see am I overanalyzing this am I misinterpreting the story but I, there's I, nothing I can see other than that what he's saying and that would be an interesting conversation. Like, hey, dude, what the fuck were you trying to get at? Why? What, what was the purpose of that? Look, we you can know? do this all day with Chris. I can break down like some shit he did with Storm one, all day long. You know, it's just one panel. It's like, oh yeah, so these people were possessed by the demon bear, and then they got ex- their demons were exercised, but now they're native now. Right. <laughs> that's all they do. That's all they. They don't explain anything and it's just one panel and you're just like what the fuck but that's what that's the whole point that's the whole point because he wants to just throw in one little panel that's open-ended and like if you catch it fine but if you don't catch it then i won't get in trouble i can get this past editorial (laughs) i don't think i seriously i don't think he was really thinking that much deep into it okay okay i just want to make sure i'm not okay so you you disagree with that okay i'm fine with that i'm fine with that like I don't think he really thought much. Oh, yeah. And so they're native because, you know, you know, whatever magic stuff. <laughs> that's I, I, don't, I don't know, Eli. I think that's what he was trying to say in this story. This never happens again. You know, this is never addressed, you know, ever again. I mean, also, because it's Native American, you know, folk folklore or whatever you want to call it, mythology, it's pretty much erased from all pop culture as it is so this is never get addressed again but looking back i was like what the fuck <laughs> I was, you know so, like i said D- demon bear can be interpreted several different ways. like what is a demon bear why is a demon bear uh you know all these things like that uh let, let's let's keep on going sir like i said we're almost done with it uh finally professor x shows up after all this bullshit is done, uh, like I said, Danny Moonstar. He's just talking to them in their minds and shit. Oh, yeah, he didn't even show up. He he talks to their mind after the fact. Oh, and not only did he talk to them, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I've been minding you the whole time. I knew everything that was fucking going on. Like, why the fuck did you show up? Dick. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So, like I said, Danny wakes up from surgery, uh, leg broken back broken all stuff like that but storm shows up because this is the 80s where she has the mohawk and when storm has the mohawk she is not only leader of the x-men she's also leader of the morlocks so she's able to bring mm-hmm. on the morlock hall healer and healer is on krakoa right now he's in the books and shit like that uh he heals danny fixes her broken back fixes the leg that's you know sticking out her leg uh bone sticking out her leg and shit like that uh storm tells her okay you're not gonna be healed immediately it is a you gotta you know work your way back to it, but when you work your way back, you will be able to do everything you did before: walk, run, dance, what the fuck ever you were doing before. Uh, you know, and you know, Professor X is having a briefing with the New Mutants. Like, okay, can y'all tell me what happened? Yeah, we fought a demon in another dimension. Uh, he turned some white dudes native. Uh, all this like this. Can you fix them? 
he was like, okay, uh, let me call Doctor Strange. <laughs> I can't handle this shit. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then, that's pretty much how the book ends, you know. Yeah. Uh, so and before we're gonna talk about the other bullshit books, Eli, but I want to break down what did you think about this now that you reread it and also because this is my first time reading this book ever. Oh. I've never even heard of Demon Bear before you start talking about it. Okay. Well, rereading this, I first read this oh, like back in college, and it was mo- mostly out of uh, uh, obligation because I was looking for Native American comic book characters. And this is so, a Native American book. I mean, not, it's not written by Native American, but when you read this book, you feel like, okay, yeah, they, they're digging into some culture that they normally don't touch. You know? Yeah. Um, so rereading it, I mean, I always thought Danny Moonstar was kind of corny, you know, back then. but rereading it now i can appreciate it a lot more for what it is i mean uh you know seeing knowing about danny now that i've read more books about danny and what she ends up becoming how she's a leader she's very assertive she doesn't take crap from anyone you know even professor x she's very rebellious and she becomes you know at one point she becomes a valkyrie so knowing what she becomes i can appreciate the story a lot more and i enjoyed it more this time around than i have in the past um i like you know i like the horror elements i think the you know bill sinkovich i don't know i think i think that's right i think you just said it sinkovich sinkovich okay that's his name that's his name yeah uh, well, his art, you know, it really, especially back then, I was more into, and I was reading a lot of Image at the time and Spawn and all that shit. So I thought the art was a little too, you know, highbrow for me. But now reading it now, I had a more appreciate, a, you know, appreciation of it. He had especially, a style. He had a certain yeah, style he was going Yeah, for. because you can see that they are incorporating the horror elements into the story. And it really fits with what they were trying to do, you know. I mean, this was his first New Mutant story that he ever drew. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because before this story arc, the, if you read the New Mutants comics before this, it was all standard comic book fan. Like, that guy that did Iron Man in the 80s, he was the one doing it. So Yeah, but Bill, he wanted to experiment. You know, he was into painting and abstract expressionalism, and he wanted to bring that influence into the story. And even Chris Claremont says, hey, I got this weird story it's just a three issue run you want to try something out just to experiment and he's like yeah hell yeah it's about demons and dreams and nightmares and other dimensions so he let bill just kind of run wild and that's what we got it's got this really abstract feel you know i mean most of the time you know we're, we're used as comic book readers and art are just appreciators of art in general we tend to like gravitate to more literal art you know where the image has to be the drawing and art has to be an accurate portrayal of an image mm-hmm. but he was going for more emotion and like, think, think about the first very first panel of this yeah. his run like the splash page is danny moonstar wrapped in covers but the covers has an image of a, a bear on it yeah, and it's in this and it's like in this checkered version and when i for rereading it this first time first time i read it oh it's just a blanket and it looks weird but now i'm like in that looks like wampum like beads, you know, hmm. like Indian art, like beads. And like, wow, I, I don't know if that was intentional, but because it's like, it's broken up into those grids and, you know, it, the blanket is like, it like, like kind of like a quilt, but it's broken up into these, the square grid. It reminded me of beadwork or wamp, a wampum belt. 
or something like that. Now that you brought it up, let me ask you this, Eli. Do you think that Chris Claremont and Bill, do you think they did their homework on Native culture writing this book? Uh, I would like to think they did, especially because, you know, you don't pull Cheyenne out of your ass, you know, especially in pop culture. There's there's like two tribes that exist or three, Navajo, Cherokee, and Sioux. Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) So the fact that they, you know, call her Cheyenne and, you know, that that's kind of a, you know, a, you know, a, a less knowledgeable tribe, <laughs> you know, now it's a stripper name now, but, <laughs> but and a car, but, you know, <laughs> and a car. but, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it some of the stuff, it, it is kind of stereotypical at times, you know, I, like I said, the arrows, you know, all that stuff. She's still wearing feathers and all that shit, and war paint, you know, and war paint, and and, and but you know, I, I'm not going to fault them for that. At least they are recognizing. Looking back, they are recognizing the culture, you know, mm-hmm. the Native American, you know, aspect of the story, and a lot of natives that I know love Danny Moonstar. You know, so I'm not going to take I, I don't mean I know I tend to shit on her a lot, but I don't mean to because I know she's probably the reason a lot of natives like comic books, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I shit on spirit from G.I. Joe and it turns out they motherfuckers like him. I shit on Turok and I, my brother Turok is a Turok. badass, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I can complain all night about why Turok sucks, but some natives like him, you know, so it's like I, I, I can't be I'm not the voice of. <laughs> all native you know you know especially since i was barely a fan of her anyways so Mm -hmm. um but i i like like i said going back to the art you know i can tell that bill was really trying to experiment and he wanted to do something different and he even said that he was mostly doing covers i mean he was doing i think moon knight before this he was doing moon knight before this book yeah and he really wanted to experiment and get away from uh just the normal comic book like art. traditional he exp- superior yeah and so that's why chris claremont's like hey i got this short story it's about demons and alternate realities and shit and nightmares and dreams escapes and you know do what you want and he did what he wanted and after this after this story arc they're like dude let's keep doing it so he stayed on this run for a long ass time right <laughs> like yeah. Until, like, I think fucking Liefeld or whoever took it over eventually, you know, brought in Deadpool and all that shit, you know. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, I like, the art is very subjective. It's very left up to interpretation. It's not totally accurate portrayals of characters or even anything. I mean, the bear, a lot of the, 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 the panels with the bear, it looks like a little kid kind of scribbled it, you right. know. That just adds it looks to like the, something out of your imagination. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's more emotional. It's it's more about the feel. It's not about accuracy and portraying the image right and correctly. It's about the feeling you get. This monstrous thing coming at you. It's it's about the feeling and emotion. You know, and the the, the use of the use of colors. You know, that how he uses lines to to convey movement and action, and how the colors like red you feel that rage or anger with the red panels and blue is more calm and soothing and comforting. And so, yeah, I mean, the art looking back now, I'm like, wow, this was way ahead of its time. You know? <laughs> so, and, and that's the thing, like, I guess we can go to the next part of this. We're not going to talk long about that other shit. We're not, oh, but I do yeah. want to contrast it between, uh, compared to what we have now. Now, the thing is we just talked about demon bear, right? 
There's a, yeah. There was a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's exactly what you think it would be because it's a sequel of a story that never should have been made to begin with. They actually did two sequels. Yeah. Uh, another one, Danny Moonstar. We're, we're, talk, we're talking about old school sequels. I think today kids are used to like Marvel sequels. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where, <laughs> no, they got a cheaper budget. They're whole different people working on it. It was a cash New grab. Cash. They got a, a property. Let's just do it again. You just make make money off of they it. They wouldn't pay pay the original actors to come back <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith didn't sign up for the sequel you know all this shit <laughs> uh, so yeah so there was a sequel and it was pretty much almost the same story except the demon bear was in the city attacking the shit like Godzilla uh, Danny and some other shit gets eaten I, it was a bad story it was terrible I, I barely remember anything that happened in it uh, <laughs> yeah, <that> but, <laughs> but let's talk about the story after that okay yeah okay. the X-Force yeah, X-Force, because, like I said, this story was about Danny Moonstar. Meanwhile, there's another native in uh, X-Men books also, and that was James Proudstar. Your boy, Warpath. Again, not my boy. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I never was never a Warpath fan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, like I said, he fights the demon bear also, but not the same demon bear. It's a different type of demon bear. He doesn't know how to fight the demon bear. Demon bear gets shit out of him, so he gets help from Ghost Rider, who teaches him how to unlock his power and fight the demon bear. So yeah, yeah, it's it's I that know like that, to... that story is actually the prelude to Necrotia. I don't know what that uh, is. You, you keep saying it, but I don't know what that is. That is where the all, the the zombie Eli Bard comes back and resurrects all the dead mutants on Genosha. Oh, cool. and there's, it's like a it's basically a zombie book with, you know, mutants. And but but Warpath like goes back and meets uh his brick with a John. Yeah. Thunder John. Yeah. Because he kept talking about his brother. Even Wolverine yeah. says something earlier, like, say, how do your brother yeah. jump for me? That's actually kind of cool. I, I was actually I actually got that back. I, that was one of the first because I was trying to get my kid in the con. That was back when uh, Iron Man 2 and shit had just come out and. My kid was all into Iron Man, and I was trying to get my kid in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember going to the comic store, and, and I saw, oh, holy shit, Ghost Rider and Warpath in a comic. I'll right. check this out. <laughs> Finding a bear. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so so yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, the Necrotia. It's it's a, it's another horror book. I like the art. Um, it's been a while since I read it. I, I was looking for it on Comicsology. I didn't see it, but I got like some of the issues and maybe one of the trades somewhere. So yeah, I, I would just, I don't know, after reading demon bear and then reading the sequels, <laughs> it, it just wasn't as good. I was expecting more meat to it. I, I, like I said, clear, and it's the same thing we, we did with the last book when we, uh, last week when we did the other X-Men book, we had Chris, Claire, Chris Claremont writing the story, this political drama, uh, this redemption arc, thing like that. And then the moment he left the book, it turns to some old, regular x-men bullshit with a bunch of people just popping up and fight 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 that's what this was it was yeah. pretty to look at but it was frivolous it was nothing you know no meat on the bone it's the same thing with story we have three issues of chris claremont writing this genre bending story that doesn't get told and then once again fight 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 ghost rider fights whatever warpath fight whatever it's just jarring man his tone is it, 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 it's you know I don't know what to say. It, it it just didn't it didn't fit with me. It just it left a bad taste in my mouth reading this. Yeah, it was maybe just if like, I did it by myself would have liked it. You know, 
Yeah, I think the demon bear was just a reference into, you know, sort of introducing that horror element that Necrotia ended up becoming. And let, let you know, we'll kill two birds with one stone. We got Warpath, and let's throw a famous native comic that we did called the Demon Bear. And yeah, so basically every demon. native superhero has to fight a demon bear. <laughs> yep. Hey, Red Forge, want to fight a bear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll have the werewolf by night be doing that shit too. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So yeah, that's that's all we gotta say. Like I said, uh, uh, Demon Bear. Now, Eli, we do have to say this. Like we've just read the story. We know the story is supposed to be an adaptation into the movie. Reading this, you know the movie's gonna suck, right? Well, it's PG thirteen, yeah. And I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent about it. I I. Like I want, I want to like it. I don't know if I will. You know, I'm just um, saying. Like we just talked about, like the themes of this book. You know for a fact that a Hollywood studio production is not going to touch this shit and not go anywhere near it. And that's kind of like the whole point of the reason they even fighting a bear to begin with. Because, like I said, maybe they didn't do their homework on Native American culture, but I felt like they did a little bit dabble into it, and that's why they're fighting a demon bear. Meanwhile, they're doing this Hollywood production. They're just like, oh, just have him fight a bear. There's a bear in a comic. Just do it. Fuck it. We don't know why. Well, we- I don't know. I, I did I did see that interview with Bill where he's like, oh, he he's says he's he says it's good. He's seen parts of it. And- <laughs> of course he's going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's so much shit going on. I, mean, I got into an argument with some dude on the Geek Saz page over again Blue Hunt, the actress mm-hmm. playing playing Danny. Now, I thought disputed. I thought you said she had a paperwork. I I get I swear I thought, but I guess people still don't believe it. People, I guess <laughs> it's still controversial. You know, some people, some natives are like stoked to see it. Some natives are like, no, she's not native, and blah 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 blah, and all that shit. Okay, so what did she say? She says she is. She says she was adopted. Um, you know, her grandmother was adopted outside of the tribe, so that's why she grew up in LA, kind of, and not a, and not you know familiar with her culture or where she came from. But she is trying to reconnect. Um, of course, that's being disputed. We don't know. Um, I'd like to think that she's telling the truth, and I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. You know, because. You I know, mean, the thing is, she's going to take Native American roles. You think that she would, you know, be Native American, you know? Yeah. Well, she, I think that's, she just, it was something she just put on her resume, you know? Right. But I guess she. <laughs> racially is. ambiguous. I can play anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, this is, a, again, this is a very touchy, chub, uh, touchy subject in, you know, in Native, the Native community, you know, the, the pretendians, you know, people claiming to be Native when they're not. And, you know, um, and it would be nice. Yeah, we'd all like to think that she is. I, I, I'd like to give her the benefit of the doubt, and hopefully she is. But people are disputing it. Um, a lot of natives are disputing it. I got into an argument on the Geek Saz page with this dude who was, like, so adamant that she's not. And right. I was, I'm like, well, what if she is? And we're everyone's just being an asshole. Right. <laughs> you know it's like she's she's not you know she's I, i'm sure she's aware of all the backlash that this has gotten you know so i don't think she's going to be coming around tooting her horn and saying hey look at me i'm native when she knows everyone's giving her shit about it now 
So maybe that's why she hasn't came out and brought out her paperwork. And again, this whole thing of paperwork, that makes us sound like cops, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're acting like a bunch of fucking cops, man. You know, we got to, that's, we got to prove ourselves. We got to prove our heritage by, you know, some American government document. Right. (laughs) You know? You know, what are we, dogs? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we got to prove our breed and shit. <laughs> so, like, so, yeah, it's like I said, it's a touchy subject. And it's like I said, this was just a few weeks ago. This wasn't this was very recently where I got in. I got into it with this guy and like, OK, well, we have reached an impasse. <laughs> <laughs> Arguing with a movie we don't know if we'll even see. So Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know, but I'm I'm just saying. After reading this, I don't see how Hollywood can even adapt something like that. That's why, because there's a lot of things that's going to get left on the table. A lot of things they're not going to touch. They're going to why is he a demon? Why is he going to take them to his own dimension where it's pure before colonization? You know, none of that stuff's going to be touched. What I would have liked to have seen, I would have liked to have seen natives behind the story, native take this and give it their spin the way. Black Panther was given to African Americans and they put their total stamp on it right. and made it pretty much that's a black movie. Even though that was created by that those characters were created by white guys, mm-hmm. that's a black movie, you know, and it's got their perspective, you know, their point of view is all over that movie. And that would have been I'd like to see that with with this, you know, if if like I said, what if <laughs> what if the new mutants movie opened up with the shot of the fucking giant bear, you know, clawing up Devil's Tower. <laughs> right. That and was the intro. And it would be something that, you know, the Native American artists would get like, oh shit, they they went there? Like, yo, they're going there. Yeah, like that would have been so fucking cool. Like, like where what's the origin? Like, let's get let's get to the indigenous origins of these stories, of the of these characters and stuff. And I don't think they're probably gonna dig that deep, you know. <laughs> they're not. It's a Hollywood movie. Yeah. Get in, get out, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think we talked long enough about this. This awesome story. We're gonna keep going from it. Uh, yeah, like I said, we don't know when comics are gonna be back in business or if they will. Until then, we're just gonna keep doing this. This is our new format for going. This is the normal for us. Quarantine is hitting everybody. We just gotta adjust and just roll with the punches. So next week we're gonna have something else also. Uh I won't tell you what we're gonna do. We'll because I might change it up and decide to do something different. You know. Uh, if you listen this long, definitely check out our other podcasts. We have so many new podcasts. Comer, what the fuck? <laughs> so, uh, we got Fist Geeks and Comics. We have Comic Cast. We have uh, Instruments of Destruction. We have OK Boomer. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a I'm... real podcast. <laughs> okay. Two old dudes just talking about old comics. I don't know what the fuck. Uh, I, I don't even know who's on it. You know, <laughs> I got to go back and listen to it. I was like, what the fuck is, is on here? You know. Uh, who is Get Valiant is on there. Hoodoo TV. Um, Boogie's other show. He has another show where he just talks about. Boogie's got all the fucking podcasts. He right, like about, what the yeah, fuck, Boogie? You're just one person. Rest now he's gonna do a Minecraft fucking. fucking oh, that's show already a thing. Or that's already a thing. That already <laughs> popped up. The Minecraft one. Yeah. So. Minecraft wrestling football. Shit, man. Like, what do you eat? No shit. Yeah. yeah, here's my nacho podcast. Right. <laughs> Talk about nachos for an hour. 
yeah. And like I said, we'll talk about some other stuff next week. But uh, just stay with it. Hopefully, you you like the new uh, you like the new format we're going with it. I'm digging it. We get to really just sink our teeth into these books. We never got a chance to do this shit before. Uh, and next week, can't wait for the weekend. So until then, this is Leroy. It's Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel.